reason why in cultures that practice ritual sacrifice, no one was mortified when people were sacrificed in ritualistic ceremony. There's a reason why in the 11th century, no one thought anything was out of order when people didn't use forks because it was considered blasphemous. There's a reason why people found it normal in ancient Rome to wear an erect and often winged penis around their neck to represent one of their gods in the same way that Christians of today wear a cross. There's a reason that in the Middle Ages and even longer, really before germ theory came along, that people supported the practice that surgeons not clean and sterilize their surgical equipment. In fact, a surgeon could be fined or get locked up for doing so. There's a reason that no one found it odd or upsetting that in all of Europe, by the 1600s, over half of all women sent their babies away at birth to be nursed by other women. Even higher class wet nurses sent their own babies away to be nursed by poorer wet nurses. Up to 80% of them died in their infancy, most en route to their wet nurses, who often lived far away. There's a reason that no one thought anything of a pregnant woman smoking and drinking alcohol in the 1950s. Do you want to know what this reason is? Because it was normal! To generalize, human beings tend to acclimatize to and accept anything that they are chronically exposed to. This is even more true when we are children. Whatever we experience as common in our environment becomes our idea of normal. What is normal? Normal is whatever conforms to a standard, whatever is usual, typical, or expected. The thing is, normal is no measure of health. This is why that quote from Krishnamurti, which is so brilliant, is so in need of listening to. It is no measure of health to be well-adjusted to a profoundly sick society. Normal can become a blinder through which we see the world. It can be a way of staying in denial, remaining unconscious, and never being able to heal or progress. A critical part of becoming aware and also of progressing is to clearly see cause and effect. This is a necessary precondition to deciding what needs to change how to create improvement. Here's the thing, you guys. I am making this video on normalization, well aware that me making a video on this is still not going to change the way that you see things. It's not going to change the fact that you still are going to tell yourself the story that what happened to you and in your life is normal. So many, I mean so many, of the things that had a profound negative and even a profound positive impact on you you don't even recognize, you don't even notice, you don't even think are important. Why? Because in your reality, they're normal. If you see something as normal, it will not stand out as important, it will not stand out as notable, you are going to completely overlook it. But this tendency to normalize things can go so far beyond this basic human tendency to decide that something is not out of alignment just because it is the norm. It can become a super dysfunctional coping mechanism. When we normalize something, we can avoid the pain that might be involved with seeing something as not right and not good. For example, imagine that in our childhood it was common and typical for both parents to be away from home all day working. Because it was normal, we don't see the emotional neglect we suffered. By normalizing it, we don't see that emotional neglect had a profound effect on our psyche. For example, we don't see how it has led to the pattern of selecting unavailable partners as an adult and ending up so depressed and lonely that we're on psychiatric meds. Because it was normal, we don't see how unhealthy our societal structure is, so we do nothing to change it. 
We don't have to see that our parents hurt us, so we don't have to acknowledge any rupture between ourselves and them. This means we can follow in their footsteps, thus validating what they did with us, which establishes closeness. We can get through Christmas as if we have a perfectly normal functional family, which means no family conflict. We can stay in denial about the whole thing. But the problem is, the effect is still there. We just can't attribute it to a cause, much less the correct cause. By the way, if you want to learn more about emotional neglect, because this is a big thing that's being normalized by people today, watch my video titled, Today's Great Epidemic and How to Cure It. Normalization can also serve as a social control tactic. Let's say that somebody is in distress because of something that they're encountering. If we want to desensitize them and get them to agree with us and accept it, all we got to do is normalize it. This is how the normalization of deviance can come about. Now, it might be tempting to think that normalization is something, when it's used in this capacity as a control technique, something that is only done by really abusive people or by perpetrators and their victims. Sociopaths. <laughs> but that's not actually the case. In fact, normalizing things is a strategy that politicians use, it's a strategy that teachers use, it's a strategy that, first and foremost, your parents love to use. It's a personal favorite tactic for parents to use to justify their behavior. How many of you have tried to maybe confront your parents about something that might have happened or might have hurt you to only have them retort something like this? Every parent did that with their children. For God's sakes, you got more than most children ever got. That's normalization. Also, minimization. Okay, so one thing you've got to get is that minimization goes hand in hand a lot of times with normalization to create a sandwich of lack of awareness. To minimize something is to downplay the significance of it. When you use minimization against yourself, it's a form of self-deception. You do it to avoid acknowledging and dealing with negative emotions and painful beliefs associated with them by reducing the severity and negative impact and importance of the events that gave rise to those emotions and beliefs. You also do it to avoid interpersonal conflict. It allows us to rationalize and justify and negate. When it comes to normalization, our favorite way to minimize is through comparisons. Things like this, and I hope you see yourself in this statement. Well, you know, like I went through the normal stuff. I mean, I, it's not like I, it's not like I was one of those kids that came from like an alcoholic home. It wasn't like anybody hit me. It's not like I came from one of those countries where kids work in freaking sweatshops. Come on, Teal, I didn't go through something like you did. That's minimization through comparison. And by the way, when you're doing that, you're normalizing your experience. When you normalize it, you don't see anything as standing out as significant when it actually did have severe negative impact on you. When someone does this to you, meaning normalizing and minimizing, it's gaslighting. It's a form of invalidation, manipulation, and even abuse. If you want to learn about gaslighting, you can watch my video titled Gaslighting, What is Gaslighting and How to Heal from It? Normalization makes the process of becoming aware of, acknowledging, and creating a change to a pattern impossible. And when it comes to personal growth, Minimization is a favorite tool of resistance. I would be rich beyond measure in my line of work. If I got money every time I was trying to make somebody aware of the actual and true negative impact of something they experienced and they answered with something like this. Well, I mean, it's not like I was getting raped or starving to death like some other kids or 
it's not like it was that uncommon. I mean, everyone I knew had that same experience. Anytime a person normalizes in front of you or anytime you normalize, I want you to imagine that the very thing that needs to be resolved is popping up and you or the person who is doing the normalizing looks at it and goes, now that's not it, and stuffs it underneath the floorboards. There is an expectation that if something is normal and if everyone is doing it, or if that's just the way things are done, then it must be right or good. This tendency to equate what is normal with what is good or right can be very, very dangerous. There is also an expectation that if something's normal, it will not have a negative effect on someone. I want you to think about that for a minute because there may be a lot of people who have normalized things to you. They say things like, well, everybody was going through that. As if somehow the fact that everybody experienced that made it so that there was no negative impact of that thing. You guys, if somebody takes a knife and cuts you open, it doesn't matter if that's something that 14 people experience or one person experiences, you've still got a wound and you're still bleeding. Just because something is normal does not make it right and does not make it good. And when I say this, I don't want you, those of you who are into awareness, to start to get into an argument with me about the overall objective concepts of right and good. We already know they are philosophically weak. This is using right and good for the sake of communication. Just because something is normalized does not mean that it is right and does not mean that it is good. It was normal to own slaves. Is that right and good? And just because something was the norm or is the norm does not mean that the negative impact of that thing somehow does not exist. In other words, the law of cause and effect is in order regardless of whether or not something is common. So here's some bad news, but will also be good news once you realize it. Everything you experience, regardless of how normal it may be, absolutely affected the trajectory of your life. You must recognize cause and effect. Things you would at face value write off as insignificant can be the very traumas that are ruining your life today. Instead of normalizing it, you need to see the actual impact of things like being weaned, new siblings being born, the punishment reward style of parenting, being one of 30 kids in a classroom, being expected to do what pleases your family no matter what you truly want, not having certain emotional needs met, growing up with a single parent, being teased, eating processed foods, or anything else that might be normal in this day and age. You will never be able to heal what you cannot consciously acknowledge and feel and change. You will also never be genuinely aware. If you simply accept something or to the contrary, simply write it off because it is normal. It might just be beneficial to ask yourself and really put some thought into the following. What if this thing I think is normal really isn't? And what would be so bad and what would it mean if this thing I consider normal is really not right, not good, and not okay? And never ever forget that those things you don't bat an eye at today because they're so normal might just be the very things that cause the people in the future to look back at you in absolute horror. Have a good week. If you liked this video, be sure to share it, like it, and also subscribe to my channel so you can see more content like this. But I want to personally thank you for taking the initiative and having the bravery to step into the space of awareness, not only for yourself, but for the benefit of those around you.